New class, fresh faces. A new school year welcomes us in. It's back to school time. And we're here with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Welcome back. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket. One more hour to go. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Watchdog Morning Show, hour number two on a Wednesday. It is our, it's 810 in the morning here, 71 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 68 at the Highland, 67 uh, in Elm Grove, and 68 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley, as you heard uh, in the forecast. One more day of hot temperatures today, sunny today. Highs in the upper 80s, low 90s throughout the day. Today might see a stray shower or pop-up storm uh, coming in later in the evening, but that's all you have to deal with. Tomorrow, wet and active weather returns for our day on Thursday, and it'll be a wet Thursday and Friday. Then come the weekend, going to cool down a good bit. So uh, all sounds sounds, uh, pretty good. 8.10 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We have Gene for one minute. Put the clock on him. No, I'm only kidding, Gene. I'm only kidding. Good morning, Gene. Okay, I just wanted to tell you, have a safe, healthy, and enjoyable trip. We're all rooting for you. Enjoy yourself, okay? Well, thank you, sir. The second thing is, get ready when you come back. Uh-oh. I'm going to give you two subjects, and you've got to pick one today. <laughs> one is the cheater or the dog. Now, whatever one you pick, Bob's got the other one. Oh, wait and a minute. The, two great ones. The cheater or the dog? Yep. I'm going for the cheater. I'll go well, with the dog. I, I think you know, somehow I figured you'd cheat that one here. <laughs> okay, so, Bob, you got the dog, and I'll, I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All, all right, right, buddy. Take care, Gene. <laughs> all right, Gene. Well, all right, so apparently uh, day number one upon my return, we've got Gene. And cheating. You know, we've already heard a couple cheating stories. Well, that's stories. what I'm thinking. I thought he had to give us a cheater story. Is there more cheater stories? I think there was a lot of infidelity going on up at the park, Howard. <laughs> I died. Well, we'll find out. I shall return. I think September 18th is my return date. And uh, apparently uh, we'll have Gene on, the, <laughs> on that day. If you just joined us, I was talking last hour about a story in the morning intel today. And I phrase it that way because I have not done any... Uh, original reporting on this. I have not talked to anybody involved. I didn't want... Council was screwed up on Facebook. I usually watch Facebook Council. They, they broadcast the Council, but they only did like 10 minutes of it or five minutes of it. It was not... I don't know. Anyway, so I normally would have watched at least the Council meeting, and I didn't. Um, but here's the deal. Last night, uh, Wheeling City Council had a uh, uh, reappointments of several members of the Greater Wheeling Sports and Entertainment Authority. That's the board that oversees West Bank Arena and Capitol uh, Theater. Um, And there were, I think it's four current members who were being reappointed. Rich Lucas, John Collar, Rocky Fitzsimmons, and uh, Karen Stakem. And when they came up for reappointment, and this is the kind of thing that is normally so routine, you almost don't even catch it when you watch a council meeting. Uh, I have the following to be reappointed. Those in favor say aye. I say aye. I say oh, boom, 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 boom. That's the way it works. I mean, it's week after week, these different groups, their reappointments made to it. Uh, but when it came up last night, uh, this reappointment of these members of the Sports Entertainment Authority Board, there were some questions raised. There were some questions of process. The mayor, uh, who is chairman of the Greater Willing Sports Entertainment Authority, he's chairman of the board, he said, uh, where do these come from? 
Nobody told me these were going to be here. A couple other members of council said the same thing, said, I didn't know we were going to deal with these tonight. Um, and I'd like more time to think about this. The mayor said when he looks at the Greater Wheeling Sports Entertainment Authority board, he thinks it is not a very diverse board. Um, I will quote the mayor exactly so I don't put words in his mouth. These are the words from his mouth. As you look at the board, it's not exactly the most diverse. It's mostly people over 50. I think there may be one person who's 46 on the board. Everybody is white on the board, and all but one is male. It's not a very diverse board charged with bringing in diversity, new shows, new types of events, both to the Capitol Theater and to the arena. So these appointments, which normally are like a it's like a free auction, you know. Uh, I have the appointments up for bid. Anybody say yes? Everybody say yes? Everybody say whoop, 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 and we're done. That's the way it usually goes. But now they had a big, long, drawn-out discussion about it. I won't say debate, but discussion about it. And then they decided not to reappoint these four members. Now, if I understand this correctly, and I may not, if I understand this correctly, these four people were not rejected. They may well be back for another round of this. It's just that several of the council members felt this was not the right time to do this, and they wanted time to think about it a little bit more and to consider things. Dave Palmer made a pretty good suggestion, in my humble opinion, if you want diversity, you've got these four people who have done a really good job, been on the board for a long time, very prominent people in the community, are very tied, they know what's going on. But if you want more diversity, if you want some younger faces, you want to, you want to add some uh, faces of color, you want to add uh, some uh, more, more females, add more members to the board. Just add more to the board uh, and make it a bigger board. So that's that's where we are. They re, they did not vote on – well, I'm, again, I'm not sure the process was, but I – I think they will revisit these in a couple of weeks. So council is going to get around to voting on this. I believe that to be the case. Is it majority just needs one vote? It would be a majority vote, Would yes. the mayor vote initially? Or mayor always, he, yes, the mayor votes. He votes every time. Yeah, almost every. And almost all issues he does, yes. So that would make it uh, how many wards? Eight? Six, Six wards, Six plus, wards the plus the mayor. Six wards plus the mayor. So seven votes. Yeah, it's usually, I mean, if there's a divided vote, it's four to three. And there was last night. Uh, the mayor, the vice mayor, Ty Thorngate, Rosemary Ketchum, all voted not to approve these reappointments last night. Dave Palmer, Ben Seidler, Jerry Squavanakis voted to reappoint them. Therefore, the reappointments failed. Again, I believe, I might be wrong, I believe they will come back up for review in another, uh, in another a couple of weeks. Uh, I had a couple of questions about this, and I really want to thank David Croft, uh, who's on the school board. Morning, David. And with whom I so often fight and disagree. I mean, it's a great example of how I, I really, David and I have great disagree, great disagreements on some of the school board things. Um, but he's always very helpful to me in terms of information. And he sent me a copy of the actual municipal code. He's a lawyer, so he knows where to find it. And he has time in the morning while I'm, I'm jabbering here. I don't have time to look this stuff up. Uh, here's the code about membership on the Greater Wheeling Sports and Entertainment Authority. There is hereby reestablished re a Greater Wheeling Sports and Entertainment Authority, which previously had been known as the Municipal Auditorium Board, herein after called the Authority, which shall consist of, and here's the question I have, which shall consist of nine members who shall be appointed by council, by council. 
So that's all it says about appointments. Without regard to their political affiliation, based upon their business and professional experience or standing, all members of the authority should be residents of the city of Wheeling. A minimum of one member is a member of council. Uh, one council member should be appointed for a term which shall expire at the same time as the member's term as a member of council expires. All appointments are four years, except that a member appointed to a vacancy serves the balance of the unexpired term. Now, again, Rosemary Humway Warman said there's no issue with this. Some of these four that were to be reappointed last night apparently had not been reappointed for a while. Some of their terms, if again, if I read the newspaper story correctly, some of their terms expired in 2018, and they just sort of kept on keeping on, which, okay. Um, so if this goes to a vote... They'll do it individual. There's four of them. That be my guess. Up. Be my guess. And then this will be public knowledge. This won't be done behind closed no, doors. No, it has to be done in the public meeting. And we will know who voted for and who voted against reappointing them to the board. Right, right. And, and if I had to make a guess, I would guess they all would get reappointed, but but I would guess maybe others. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't see. I know the people involved. I can't see a reason to not reappoint them, but I, who knows? Who knows? I mean, and I get the argument that there's need for more diversity, so I, I don't know. Um, at any rate, the, the, so the issue I wondered was who appoints it. It says the uh, council appoints them. So I guess can any member of council can just pick someone and throw it out for appointment? I guess that's the case, right? If I read this correctly. Um, uh, where is it here? Uh, council, somewhere it says here, um, Members shall be appointed by council. So I, I guess it means they can, again, in, I, the, on the planning commission on which I sit, the city manager makes the appointment, council ratifies it. This sounds like council acts on their own. So I guess any member of council could, could throw a name out there, I guess. And there's a little bit of me, Howard, It says, ah, this isn't that big a deal. But then I say that little voice that you can't hear, that only I can hear, says, you know what, what I don't want and we, we've, we've had a lot of it, is those personal agendas where you single somebody out, not so much for the job that, that he or she has done, because you have a personal feelings, because they, they put the screws to your grandma or somebody like that. Aren't you sick of that, Howard? And, and isn't the door open for that to happen here? Well, I think the door's not open to any place where there are appointments. The, the ordinance says they're not to be made on a political basis, and I would say that none of this is political in the Democrat versus Republican sense, although I guess all of them are Republicans. <laughs> but I don't, think, I don't think that really has anything to do with it. Um, I, I do think the mayor has a point about diversity. Uh, oh, so most qualified person is no longer the standard. Diversity is the main priority. That's not true. You know, diversity doesn't mean unqualified. There are multiple qualified people for any position, and if the desire is to add diversity to the board, you you add a qualified person who provides divorce, diversity. I get that. I hate that argument that if you talk about diversity, somehow you're not putting qualified people on the board. Uh, let's see. I'd ask earlier about a roller derby in Moundsville, and somebody here. Roller derby in Moundsville is a roller rink. Is it a roller rink? Okay. Uh, Frio Stack Ox Service text line is what I'm checking on here. Um, we're talking about the Payton City water situation. Most smaller communities on the Ohio River use wells for their water. I don't know if that's true in Payton City or not, do you? No, I'm not I, sure. I, I thought I, they used the river, but what do I, I, I know? I, have, I, I don't know. Uh, Payton City. 
I understood that the infrastructure bill uh, was taking care of such water matters. Matter, well, yeah, I'm going to try and lay this in Biden's fault, Biden's feet. Now, I, that's the other thing I hate. You know, no matter what it is, by God, it's Biden's fault or it's Trump's fault, depending on yours. It's, the water was good when Trump was in office. That's you, right. You can't that's argue Trump, about Trump, that. You know, it's, Biden made the water bad in Peyton City. Yeah! It's one of the reasons I do need to get out of here for just at least a little bit. You know, got to get away from this kind of stuff. Um, the city of Wheeling gets their water from the actual river. A lot of the smaller towns along the river tap into the aquifer. There's about 25 feet below the river. I'm not sure about Peyton City. Again, I don't know where Peyton But Peyton City, I thought we heard early on in this that they had put new equipment in fairly recently. Um, so I don't know. Thanks to the text lines. Frio Stack, Oxford Service text line is open and is available. 822 on the Watchdog Morning Show. Prominent philanthropist. He is a local businessman, but really has not been in local business for a while. But a major philanthropist here in the Upper Ohio Valley passed away over the weekend. Just as nice a guy as you could possibly meet. At least I always found him to be that way. We'll talk about the death of Gary West coming up next. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's health care demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons, we embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care, right place, right time. Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Be sure to check out the Touchdown City Show for award-winning WVU football talk. Tune in every week as Anthony Lewis, Derek Bailey, Michael Sussman, and WVU legend Avon Coburn deliver expert insight about everything gold and blue and give their reaction to the biggest games from around the Big 12. Don't miss a second of the Touchdown City Show. Well, for over 25 years, I've practiced at Wheeling Hospital and WVU Wheeling Hospital. I grew up here. I am dedicated and feel a commitment to the Ohio Valley, and I believe that's our continued mission. We've been challenged over the past three years with the pandemic, but we've emerged stronger. The people that work here are here mostly because they want to be here. And when there is a desire to be at work, it makes for a more productive area and certainly a happier area. If you're gonna make a run and you plan on having fun, the one place you should know, Gumby's Grab and Go.
information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Try to amend my carnivorous habits. Made an LS7 cheeseburger last night. It was not in paradise. My wife actually made it. A really good cheeseburger. I don't know what she did to make it special or different, but boy, it was good. Not on the grill. Just did it in the, I think, maybe the air fryer or something. Man, it was good. Howard, he made a billion dollars singing about <laughs> cheeseburgers, margaritas. You just, you can't get over that, can you? Fins in the ocean. He made a billion dollars. No, I can't get over it. He made a billion dollars by being a beach bum and telling everybody else to be a beach bum as well. 8:26 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. One, there's Gary West passed away over the weekend. Gary West was 86 years old. He died Sunday in his home in Naples, Florida. Two aspects of Gary West I always found absolutely fascinating. He was extremely wealthy, but he is a guy who it's a typical example of how you become a good entrepreneur. He started with Valley Welding in South Wheeling. And, you know, a handful of propane tanks and whatever. I remember back when Mayor Liphart was uh, was mayor and he had since it was not a ribbon cutting. They had a chain cutting on the on the uh, facility down there in South Wheeling. And he grew that valley welding little facility in Wheeling into a multi-million dollar facility. And he bought he just went and bought more and more and more and more around the country until he sold it for three hundred sixteen million dollars. Number How of much? years ago, three. He sold it in um, 2007 to for 316 million dollars. Now that's what's that? 17 years. 316 million with 17 years worth of interest, what have you, and so on. It's it's higher than that now. Became a very wealthy man. But I love the way he was just a, didn't inherit it. Didn't have some stroke of luck. Didn't didn't play the lottery. Started out as a very small businessman with a keen eye for how to grow, and he grew and he grew until he reached a point where he was able to sell it. And since then, he has been essentially a philanthropist, gives his money away. Absolutely. And when you told me that he passed away, Howard, I think I met him one time. And I believe his wife's name is Flip. Is Flip. That, okay. Flip. I met them one time. Very, very, very nice. And the three things that came – to me, when, when you said that, I thought there was a guy that uh, wasn't afraid to give money away, wasn't afraid to spend money. You know, he just, here, what do you need? You know, that that is what I think. That is key. That's, uh, what do you need is what he would say. Yes. And the the second thing, that memory that I had, right when I was breaking into men's softball, when I was 14 years old, something like that, I remember their team. And I remember their team because they had the best Valley uniforms <laughs> around. I mean, they had they looked like a professional team. They had the jackets, the everything. And I thought, wow. And there again, he spent money on his ball team. And the last thing I thought about when you when you told me of, of the passing of Gary West was 
West Liberty University lost their best friend. The, the single biggest benefactor in West Liberty's history. And that, that's a statistic. That's a fact. Single biggest benefactor in the history of West Liberty University. Um, when I worked up there, you needed something. The first thing was, you think Gary can get it for us? Um, and Gary never, I, I'm sure he did say no. I shouldn't say never said no. But basically, he never said no. You need something? Okay. He would sometimes make it a challenge, Grant. I will give you this if you can raise this. Frank O'Brien, and I can't remember, and Frank, you can text me if you're listening. Frank had that with, with Gary. Frank was trying to do something at the Capitol when he was trying to do some improvements there. And Gary West said, I, I forget the number. It was like a lot of money, like $250 million. I said, I will give you this money, but you got to raise the same amount on your own. And the, the CVB did. So sometimes he would say, yes, I'm here to help you, but you got to help yourself. But you look at West Liberty. Well, not just West Liberty. Let's just take West Liberty. Um, the Gary E. West College of Business, right? The West College of Business Scholarship Program. The Ann West School of Business Scholarship Endowment at WVU. You look at, you don't have to go too far. Take a, take a drive around the campus at West Liberty. You will note the West Family Stadium. It was built while I was working up there. It was amazing to watch it go up. Uh, the West Family Athletic Complex up there. Uh, New Aquatic Center is going to go in there, and that's going to be funded by uh, Gary West, a uh, huge contributor to West Liberty University, single biggest benefactor to West Liberty in history. Um, and he just he loved to do it. He loved to do it. And he and Flip were, were a team. And I didn't know I don't want to imply that I know them personally. I did know them personally. If I would see them, he would say hi, we would talk. Um, but they were they were a team. They were always willing to say, what do you need? And you said that earlier, Bob. What do you need? What? When I was doing the TV thing up there, what do you need? What, what, what do you need? What can we do? How can I help you? How can I help you? There? I like to think that if somebody gave me $300 million, that I would be just like Gary West. That, uh, you know, sometimes you say, okay, but can you get a little something else and then I'll chip in. Right. But, I, you know, I, look, you can't take it with you. <laughs> you know, spend it. I... To me, the best part of having money, Howard, is, is helping somebody, I, I giving it away, spending money. That's why I have no money, because I <laughs> love spending money, Howard. I know, I know that's true. You know, uh, let's be honest. On the other hand, Gary had all the toys. He had a plane. He had a yacht. He had a beautiful home in Naples, Florida. I mean, he didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't live the life of a pauper, but he also gave huge amounts of money away. Uh, if you go up to Ogilby Park, you might notice the West Wing of Wilson Lodge. Or perhaps you have soaked in the West Spa up at uh, Wilson Lodge. Uh, he was a huge contributor to, um, to them. Uh, and to just, you know, pretty much every entity around the Upper Ohio Valley that needed help, Gary was there to help. Except for OJ's buddy down in Florida. Didn't he get a little scrap down in Florida with a lawyer or something of OJ's? Howard? I think there was, yeah. But he was just, and he was a nice guy. Again, my experience with him, I don't want to suggest I had an in-depth personal relationship, but my experience with Gary and Flip both was just the most delightful people, just the most fun people. You know, when they would, again, I, my strongest connection was when I was working at West Liberty. And when they would come on campus, there would be a lot of, oh, Gary's coming up. <laughs> Gary's coming up. You know, going to make sure everything's just right. Just, and I knew, you know, yes, you do want to make sure everything's right. And he might point out if something wasn't quite right. 
But I never, you know, I just was happy to, they were just nice people. They were just happy to be there and happy to help. So uh, died at the age of 86, but, you know, died a happy man. I have to assume he died a happy man. Um, you know. Uh, you certainly brought a lot of happiness around here. You, know, you, t- you I think can't was, argue with that. I think it was Sinatra who said, you know, you can't die. You can't take your toys with you, something like that. Can't take the toys with you. Leave, leave a legacy behind. And Gary West left a tremendous legacy all around the Ohio Valley, all around the Ohio Valley. And, again, I, I want to stress again what I found amazing was this was a guy who built this from hard work and innovation. Didn't win the lottery. Didn't get a giant bequest from his family. Started out small. What does this say? The article here says... Um, during high school and college, he had part-time jobs at the 12th Street Garage and Goodyear Tire and Rubber. Just, you know, your typical kid uh, paying his way through college. After graduating uh, with a degree in business from the West Liberty College, he worked for 13 years for Goodyear. Um, and then he purchased Valley Welding and a small little place that grew big. And that's that's the, that's the way I love to see entrepreneurs grow. And I'm, and I'm glad that you brought that up, Howard, because I didn't know that. I didn't know that Gary West was a self-made man. So yeah. now when I think about his memory, I'm going to think about all the wonderful things we talked about. But now I know where it came from. Yep. It, it came from him and his hard work and his, his yep. good ideas. And again, somebody will probably text me and say, you don't know. He was a no good son of a bitch. Every experience I had with him, and I had uh, quite a few, every experience I had with him, was really very positive. Um, you know, he owns the property on which Stratford Springs and the West Sports Bar is. That was that's his property. It's being run by other people, but it's his it's his property up there. Uh, when Charlie, our friend Charlie Slagle, was looking for a new location after he found himself removed from the Alpha, um, Gary said, "Come on up here. I, we'll work something out." And it, it and it was. And I talked to Charlie. He said, "You know." I said, well, what's the deal? He goes, I, pretty much I think I can write my own deal. Gary just said, hey, yeah, yeah we'll work something. Come on up. We'll work something out. So um, just a great guy. Great guy. Um, certainly will be missed. I don't believe there are any services planned. Um, funeral service, celebration of his life are pending and will be announced at a later date. So, But, if, but um, he and Flip, I'm sure Flip will just be, as is the case when a couple that's so close when one of them passes away, I'm sure Flip will be, you know, very, will feel that loss a lot. But, uh, again, the Ohio Valley will, plus Liberty certainly will. Um, although I think, if I remember correctly, I think he had begun to pull back on, he said it was Liberty, because I, I think I'm going to pull back a little bit. Um, but he still was a huge contributor here to the Upper Ohio Valley and deserves all of the accolades that he will be getting uh, over the next few days. All right, it's 24 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Um, Taylor Long is here. She's got Ohio Valley headlines. Good Wednesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this September the 6th. Payton City residents continue to wait for answers nearly a month later after they were told the city water was unusable. Back on August 16th, city officials got a notice that their July 27th water sample showed the system exceeded the maximum containment level for tetrachloroethylene. The containment was said to be caused by a mechanical failure in a bypass valve. The city was then placed under a do not use order for their water, leaving many residents confused. The system flushed 900,000 gallons of water and are currently awaiting test results to see if the water is safe to use once again, but it's taking longer than the residents were expecting. 
Seven News has reached out to the offices of both Governor Jim Justice and Senator Shelley Moore Capito, and we're still awaiting a response. We've also had little luck getting responses from Payton City officials. There will be a city council meeting on September 11th at 7 p.m. The city is only allowing 10 citizens to speak at the meeting for a total time of two minutes each to voice their concerns. Officials only want to hear from Payton City residents, and they can sign up to speak 15 minutes before the meeting. Once the spots are filled, no more will be added. Stay with 7 News for updates and coverage of that meeting. And over to Belmont County, due to hot weather, one area school district has decided to cancel classes. Martins Ferry City Schools will be closed for students and staff today due to high temperatures with no air conditioning. School officials say they will be on their regular schedule tomorrow. Again, due to heat, Martins Ferry City Schools will be closed today. And in other news, the Brook County Sheriff's Office is investigating after a woman was killed when she was hit by a car early Tuesday morning. Authorities say the woman was walking on US 22 on Main Street at the Harmon Creek exit when she was struck by a vehicle. The driver did stay at the scene and no charges have been filed at this time. The Sheriff's Department has yet to release the woman's name. Stay with 7 News for updates. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Oh, there's something so real about living local. And I know without a doubt I'm not alone. And I'm loving living local. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. Said I'm loving living local. Traveling? Working a little bit too much? Is your fur baby starting to get a little shaggy? Let Dirty Paws be your one-stop shop for all of your pet care needs. Stop in and see us at 202 18th Street or give us a call at 304-639-7754 to schedule your appointments for dog grooming, doggy daycare, and dog boarding today. Belmont Carson Petroleum has been serving the Ohio Valley for over 70 years. They specialize in providing energy needs from heating oil service for home heating systems to industrial and commercial demands in the valley, with most deliveries being made within 24 hours. Customers can now order fuel online 24-7.
Download their iPhone or Android app and order right now. So call Belmont Carson Petroleum toll-free today at 1-800-597-7718. Lazy summer days are turning to time in the classroom. Meeting old friends and Friday night football. It's back to school. And we're there with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard. Now I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm gonna go when the volcano blows. Let me well, say I know where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. West on Route 66. This time tomorrow morning, I will be in a plane flying to St. Louis uh, for a layover heading to Oklahoma City. And then from Oklahoma City, we will be heading on a motor coach with our friends from Uniglobe, Ohio Valley Travel. And going west, young man, going, well, old man, <laughs> going west, old man, going west, uh, heading out to uh, Santa Monica Pier. Along the way, we'll stop and visit many of the uh, classic stops along the old Route 66. It's a trip back into Americana. That's the way I look at it. Last year, we did the first link of the journey from Chicago down to Oklahoma City. Now we go Oklahoma City West. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it um, immensely. And again, but, but think of others, Howard. I know you. I know you can't wait to bust out in tune. You're probably going to going to rehearse uh, tonight. I'll you get can't my wait. Kicks yes. on Route 66. But remember those around you, Howard. Oh, don't want me to sing on the. Don't sing on the bus. Not don't, too loud. Don't keep, sing on the plane. Keep it keep it softly. I, I might get thrown off the plane. Yeah, the plane especially. Probably at least get some dirty looks. You know, the bus is Uniglobe. Bill probably would look at me funny and go, "Oh, geez," but they'd say it's how the plane could be uh, could be a little different. Listen, I, uh, I, you know, I don't mind flying. I'm not afraid to fly at all. Um, I'm always a little. I think that's what Amelia Earhart said, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but like. Because of some of my health issues, I got to be careful. I need to make sure I go to the restroom before I get on the plane. Uh, unless it's a long trip, I try not to have to go back to the restroom on the plane. But I just, you know, so I get, I do get a little nervous about that, a little bit nervous about things like that, sort of. And then now I got one more thing to worry about. One more thing to make sure I don't make a mess of. And when I say make a mess of, Bob, I mean, well, I think I know where you're going with this, Howard. Literally make a, a mess of. I'm taking my headphones off, Howard. Yeah, it maybe is not at 8.43 in the morning real breakfast conversation, but it's gotten me a little bit concerned because, let's be honest, I have what I frequently call gastrointestinal issues. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, you get that? Gastrointestinal issues? A Delta Airlines flight took off from Atlanta on Friday night. And got uh, a few miles out from the airport when they, uh, two, I'm sorry, two hours out from the airport when they radioed and said, we're coming back. We're coming back. We have a biohazard issue on board. A biohazard issue. Whoa, that doesn't sound good. Does it sound good? No, a biohazard issue. Passenger had diarrhea. And... They decided that it was a biohazard issue. I don't know. It doesn't quite say whether he, like, was walking up and down the aisles, you know, or what. But um, so it's not something that I would ever have been concerned about until I saw this story last night. Now i got to worry about becoming a biohazard issue. I, I, oh. 
I have to make sure I've got the right kind of medication before I take I take off tomorrow. Because I do have I have this gastrointestinal problem. Sometimes it's just yeesh. all right. So quarter to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. The legislative watchdogs coming up. Um, yesterday we had uh, Nick Evans on from the Ohio Capital Journal. Just want to do this real quick. Can I put my headphones back on? Yeah, we're done. We're done. Uh, we're done with the biohazard. You can put your headphones back on. Uh, we had Nick Evans on yesterday from the Ohio Capital Journal talking about an effort made by some Republican lawmakers in the Buckeye State to put chaplains in public schools. And one of the things that Nick and I talked about was it doesn't sound like a terrible idea, but, you know, is it only going to be Christian chaplains? Will there be uh, any kind of other nod to other religions? Uh, and even if it's just Christianity, there are several different ways that Christianity can be expressed that uh, I don't always agree with. Some I do, some I don't. And, um, you know, so are they going to be trying to teach um, what I would call right-wing, radical Christianity, or are they going to be trying to teach the love of Jesus Christ? Uh, Nick posted this yesterday after the show. Since we published our story on chaplains in Ohio public schools, the organization uh, U.S. Mission has said it has published in its YouTube page in a fundraising video for their they're behind this chaplaincy effort. They asked potential donors, would you agree that it's time for the God of the Bible to come back to U.S. schools? Now, this is being pitched as a plan to bring counselors, bring chaplains in who would be able to help counselors. Using that phrase, this sounds to me like they're going to be proselytizing. They have since uh, Nick discovered this video. They've shut it off. You can't go see it on YouTube anymore. But uh, Nick's continued to follow that story, and I thought he was a good guest with us uh, yesterday. 14 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Now, coming up, I just want to see if I'm too old. And No, don't don't give me the answer right away. Don't just automatically, oh, yes, you are. How are you old? Um, Arkansas has an effort afoot to control social media sites a little bit. And the ACLU is up in arms about it. Oh, my God, you can't do this. You can't do this. I think maybe it's a good idea. I'll tell you what it is coming up next. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Keep up with the ever-changing world of sports all night long. Sports Map Radio is on the Watchdog. FM 98.1, AM 1600.
What's up, Ohio Valley? Voted number one Mexican restaurant, El Gran Patron, located at 142 Lafayette Avenue. Open daily Monday through Friday, 11 a.m., Saturday, Sunday, 11.30 a.m. Daily specials, entertainment, Tuesday through Saturday. Check out our Facebook page, El Gran Patron, 304-810-4478. Stop in and see us after home games. We'll be open late. Specials provided with a John Marshall ID. Go Monarchs! Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. With Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. At a moment like this, I can't help but wonder, what would Jimmy Buffett do? Funny you should ask, Alan. <laughs> I'd say, pull me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. Pour me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. He don't care. I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. Into the hour here on the Washington Morning Show. It's five o'clock somewhere. That's probably true. And uh, goodbye, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Good. Uh, uh, you and your flip flops. Go ahead, say it again. And your billions, right? Yes, billionaire, Jimmy Buffett. He's a billionaire. Uh, you, you, uh, you think maybe I shouldn't have been so open about my gastrointestinal problems? Is that what you're saying? Well, Howard, as you uh, you've shared with us uh, some of your. Uh, Travel companions also are listeners to the show, yeah. so you just let them know your secret, so they they probably be a little cautious. You know what I'm saying, Howard? <laughs> Maybe I got a seat to myself, or encouraging you to take care of business before you get on the airplane. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try and do that. I'll try to do that. Arkansas recently passed what they call the Social Media Safety Act. It requires every person who uses social media to verify their age if you cannot show you're at least 18 years of age or older using, quote, a commercially reasonable age verification method. They're saying this could even include, like, fingerprint scanning or face ID or something like that. Uh, then they have to get parental consent to, to sign on. And the ACLU is is all up in arms about that. They say, well, you know, young people under the age of 18, they get lots of good information from uh, social media. Uh, they, they talk to their friends on social media. Uh, it's where uh, information gets passed along. Uh, they acknowledge that there could be bad things that happen, but there's good things that happen on social media as well. And that is certainly true. That is certainly true. Um, I got to tell you, I think I agree with the law. If you are under 18, maybe you, and I don't know, if I were writing the law, maybe I'd make it 16, but maybe you should have to verify your age uh, and, and not, uh, not to, or, and get parental consent. Yeah, I mean, I, I try to keep it simple. I mean, we go out of our way great lengths to, uh, to keep it not easy for, for juveniles to get alcohol or tobacco. Uh, so I would ask the question, really, at the end of the day, all those things are bad, but what's the, what's the worst? What's I mean, the what could cause more home? Yeah, alcohol, we know all about tobacco. But, man, there's a lot of just just dangerous things out there, treacherous things in, in social media that could just, just harm your kids forever. And just like um, 
most people can have a few drinks of alcohol and enjoy themselves. I don't think you can have a couple of cigarettes and not harm yourself. But nonetheless, you know, but <laughs> you, can, you can have a few drinks of alcohol, and it's fine. Alcohol in moderation is fine. Actually, wine in moderation, they say, is good for you. So it's not a bad thing by its nature, but it has the potential for being bad, and that's why we regulate it. And that's why we regulate uh, children in particular. And social media is very popular. Look, everybody knows I, I live on social media. I'm, I mean, day in, day out, I've got social media in front of my face. Maybe too much, some people would say. Bob would say. Um, my wife would say. But I, I think that, that at the very least, there ought to be, before kids can get up onto a Facebook account or an X account or Instagram or TikTok or whatever the hell the things are today, Maybe they ought to have parental consent. I, 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 am I too old about? I mean, I'm serious. Is is this an old person saying this? That that maybe maybe I'm looking at things from just too old a perspective. No, I mean, geez, can you? I can remember when I was 13 years old. You know, uh, puberty was still treat me like it owed me money. You know, it was avoid me at all costs. <laughs> but I still remember those days. You know, you were looking for penthouse, man. If you could find a hustler, now you were talking. I couldn't imagine having all the wonderful things that would have got me in so much trouble. On the internet, yeah, the internet is is a wide open, wild west in many in many places, um, and social media is that the thing about social media, Facebook, Twitter, what have you, X they call it. Um, it it comes packaged in a nice way, you know. You don't go to, not that I've ever been there, uh, you don't go to Pornhub.com, right? But there are things on Facebook that don't look too bad, but you get sucked into them and you realize, yeah, you're in a, you're in a bad shape. Uh, Facebook, young people get requests for friends. To be, you know, I don't accept any Facebook requests for friends unless I actually know the person or unless they send me a personal message and say, I listen to the show. I get hundreds of Facebook requests for friends. I don't, because I don't, half of them are scams. And if you're kids... They're not just scams. They're out looking to get information, perhaps to be predators for your kids. So I, I, I feel there's some, my liberal instincts feel like I'm wrong on this. I feel like a good liberal should say, as the ACLU is saying, you can't stifle freedom of expression. But I'm saying kids need protected. Don't they? Have, I'm sure they make devices that are just kids only that you can't. Uh, there are some protected about coming there in, are, yeah. and then you can't go to the places that are bad that you know are bad. There, you can. There are. You can do that. There are kids-free zones. Um, Teddy has um, a lot of things on his own personal computer. Yes, he has a personal computer. I know. I was get an eight-year-old need a computer. He's got his own computer. Uh, but his parents have locked up. You know, there are certain things he just can't get to it even if he wants to. Um, but I, it seems to me, social media, tons of good stuff. If your kids, you at least ought to know what your kids are watching and looking at. You at least, you as a parent should at least be aware that your kids are on Facebook. And I know that kids hate this. Parents should have complete access to everything their kids do online. Who are you talking to? Who are these people who are your friends on Facebook? Parents have a right to know that stuff, and I think that we don't. But I don't know. The ACLU is fighting this in Arkansas, and again, I'm usually on the ACLU side. I really am most of the time, but I, I don't know. I guess I'm just getting old. It just seems to me that kids need. I'm always a believer that kids need greater protection. 
I don't have a problem in limiting some of the rights of kids, not adults, but limiting some of the rights of kids. Well, a kid walks into a bookstore that you affectionately refer to as the dirty bookstore, Howard. He can only go so far. You, right. can, you know, a casino. A kid can't walk into a casino. You can, you're right. You can't. You he know, stops you, him right at the door. What are you doing? You can't come in there. So why is that any different? Again, they're trying to protect the child, not... Children should be protected. And I, children are a protected class. And I think... And the ACLU goes wild when I say these kind of things. I believe that children should be protected. I believe that you can limit the freedoms, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom to read anything you want that you and I have. I don't think that should be the case for for kids. What's next? Disney World? Because they, if you're not that tall, you can't get on the ride. Is that discrimination now against the short people out there, Howard? Of course, you know, now that I've said this out loud, I realize that, that some people are going to go, well, that's exactly what Ron DeSantis and the people who are trying to keep libraries from having bad books in them. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to be prevent... It's a hard, it's a difficult issue. But you know what? Here's the good thing. I am not going to think about any of this kind of stuff for the next two weeks. I am not going to try to read anything about Donald Trump. I am not going to worry about social media, freedom of expression, the Proud Boys, what have you. I am just going to try to enjoy myself, delve into Americana, listen to some Perry Como, and get my kicks Traveling down Route 66. Are you sure you don't want me to text you when they start throwing old guys off the boards and the committees around here? Maybe, Are you sure? Maybe, look, if anything comes up on that planning commission thing, maybe you should just let me, uh, let, let, give me a little warning. Give me a little warning about that. All right. Time for me to say sayonara. See you. Bye-bye. Farewell. I got to go. I got to get out of here. The legislative watchdogs are coming up next. And then Hoppy Kirchhoff is back on Statewide Talk Line. I shall be gone for um, about a week and a half. I will be back on the 18th of September. I will see you then. In the meantime, Chris and uh, Carrie will be here. And I think Bob and uh, Bear may be here from time to time. Not sure how that's all going to work out. And I don't care. I, I just be as honest as I can be. I just, I don't care. I'm going to be gone and I'm going to be enjoying myself. But you all have a great time. Bob, have a good uh, couple of weeks. Be safe, Howard. We will gather together again in, uh, in a few weeks. I'm going to get those kicks on Route 66. Through St. Louis, Joplin, Missouri, and Oklahoma City looks mighty pretty. You'll see Amarillo. Gallup, New Mexico, Flagstaff, Arizona, don't forget Winona, Kingman, Boston, San Bernardino, won't you get hip to this timely tip when you make that California trip. Get your kicks on Route 66. The Watchdog.